2: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 386. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Karka, the director of SEO for Advanced Local. How's it going today, bud?
1: Good, it's going real good actually. Good. It was a nice little holiday break last week and back in the, the grind of things.
2: Yes. Yes, it definitely is. We're getting ready for a dog. So I'm being busy oh, nice. getting everything done and new fencing and God. Nice. <laughs>
1: if you do to put in a fence, you could buy this thing called a leash. And you actually get up off the couch and go walk them outside.
2: Hmm. i have to do that for long enough when you he's a baby. She's a baby. We already figured yeah. her out. So. Little people. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, yeah, the it's going to be awesome. awesome. They are. Um, all right. Well, let's jump right into this. We've got lots to share today. Um, first of all, uh, just... Uh, something you actually brought up, but it's something I've been dealing with. It's annoying to me, but Google has once again thrown the baby with the uh, the bath water. Uh, In this case, they are prohibiting spyware surveillance products and services from the Google play area. Yeah. You think that sounds fine. Makes sense, right? Um, There are lots of things out there that are meant for like monitoring your hubby and seeing where they go, all that stuff, which is definitely nefarious. And I can see why they don't want to be connected to it. Um, That said, this is um unfortunately even though they say they're not going to it is affecting um child monitoring software uh, bark.us um is a great product we use for monitoring our kids and just making sure that you know people aren't doing bad things or they're not in discussions with bad people that kind of things and it has to prohibit them from uninstalling it because obviously a kid will do that otherwise if they want to do something bad well they got jumped, kicked out. Um, I'm hoping that's going to be temporary uh, because, again, it's not supposed to do that. But uh, just the same. I, I just hate how they make these changes sweeping without really a lot of forethought. Uh, anyway, we're going to have to see how that uh, pans out. If you yourself has, have software like that, you've got kids or anything like that, keep an eye out. This could be uh, causing some issues with your systems as well. Just a little mm. s- public service announcement. Uh, not SEO, but important. families out there all right now let's jump into general seo news um i thought this was a bit giggle worthy um there's a replay um from an smx keynote shown on search engine land the title is what seo practitioners can do to make sites algorithm proof (laughs) here oh dear well you
1: you know my answer (laughs) yes yeah take your site off the internet
2: exactly (laughs) But of course uh, it actually was a fairly established interesting um, group of people on the, on the board uh, of this or board, I should say on the panel, Eric Wu, VP of product growth at Honey Science. I don't know Eric, but I've heard the name. Carolyn Shelby, manager of SEO at ESPN and Todd Friesen, a friend of ours, director of SEO at Salesforce. Anyway, it's, what it came down to, and I mean, this is actually be fun. I would have loved to be on a panel like this, but
1: uh, it is because- Actually, it, that's true, it would be cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, you're, you've got a big landscape to, to work from here. Um, Shelby said, uh, Carolyn Shelby said, quote, you need to anticipate what it is they want sometimes before they even know what they want. And make sure you have the, that experience ready and fast for them in exactly the format they want it in, air quote. Oh, yes. Well, that's <laughs> simple, right? Uh, that's just it, I, I, that pretty much is carte blanche for all the answers here. It, none of it's gonna be easy. Um, but there are some really good pieces. Um, one thing we've aired, we've we've mentioned before in the air, very clear, it's, Google said this for years, and that is the making sure the content addresses the user's need immediately. More so nowadays, that immediately bit. Um, making sure that it fits the persona of the person doing the search. Um, It is incredibly important. Google has highlighted that recently a fair bit, actually, about the persona bit. Um, So it it is something that they are pushing. Um, Also focusing. Woo, uh, advice is not to try to reach everybody. Um, And where is Todd's? Oh dear, they didn't include Todd's comment. Oh no, here it is. Um, He says, poorly written thin content is just not gonna work anymore in the content world. Everybody's content has gotten good, or has to be good too. Um, users won't engage and convert on flimsy content. This is true. And again, part of every good campaign right now is great content. And I don't mean good, great. Uh, and uh, I'm really proud of a few clients that finally bit the bullet on this and gone for it. It's not a a simple thing. And it's pretty overwhelming for SMBs at small medium businesses because they just don't really want to spend that time and money just creating content they don't think will do much because uh, they tried content before. Again, more air quotes there because the fact is they haven't really done a good job. Um, and if they have, it's been kind of short and not to the point um, that uh, anyway, th- it just hasn't been great. And great is the, the word. Um, so we're doing that with them. And it's I'm really excited to see the results because it is right on target with what Google wants.
1: Well, you, you and I both, you know, whenever, whenever there's this, whenever it comes out, there's a core update or, you know, someone screaming algorithm update over on the forum somewhere. You and I have always been, I mean, for years, we've we've been kind of laughing at them um, because it never really impacts us. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that because we're, you know, any better than the other SEOs, but what do you think it is that we do that's different? Because I mean, neither one of us has ever said, Oh man, I got hit hard by that algorithm update that I can recall. Right.
2: No, no. And, and I think it's because uh, we just have, well, I think the people who are doing that are tend to be trying to anticipate what Google wants, but more because they want results now. And, and as a result, they're, they're gray areaing it and they are getting their ass handed to them. You know, um, we don't yeah. gray area. I don't, it's all white, all white hat
1: same with me and 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 the content thing makes sense for us because we're media sites we have great content added lots and lots of great content added to our site in the form of news articles every single day and you know we have i think that i think honestly i'd have to think about this more, but just off mm-hmm. the top of my head i think you know, the the uh history and the equity that you have built in your site that Google has, like if you have a site that's brand new, I think you're going to be much more susceptible to algorithms than an aged site that's been around for 20 years. Right. That, unless yeah. unless you're doing something like you just said, that's, that's on the, on the, uh, uh, the edge of, you know, gray hat, black hat stuff because you're trying to push the envelope, the envelope.
2: Yeah, and and also I think it's a lot of the people we hear from are people who have thousands of results and have an in-house team that necessarily focus and just are nitpicky about every ranking. They see something move, they're like, "Oh God, what's going on?" Because it can for these guys, it can be a harbinger of more negative impacts. And and you know, I've I've been there before, and yeah, that that is always concerning. You got to watch this stuff
1: see it's interesting cuz on a media site we are exactly the opposite right we expect to get traffic from every single post and we almost always do what 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 jumps out is us when we go hey look at that is when a post just does uh, you know just exponentially more traffic than we expected it to do mm. like we had one recently on um stimulus checks that one of our one of our websites did a a news piece on stimulus checks when is the second stimulus check coming in for america and um we were literally ranking number two in organic search for the phrase irs oh jesus (laughs) and it's like how the hell and I, i literally spent an entire day digging into that post to try to figure out why google thought that that particular post and that particular site was so authoritative for the IRS and the stimulus checks that one post generated 4 million plus visits for one article. And it's like trying to understand why that's, that's why I love this business actually. But you know, those are the kind of things that that you do, that you do the research to try to figure out how do I replicate this? How do I make sure that other posts, um, you know, are going to have an opportunity to to fall into this category of posts that just you know perform well beyond expectations, you know, and try to figure out why. And if you're doing that kind of thing on a regular basis, you know enough about the algorithms to help make your site algorithm proof.
2: Yeah, you know, you, that is one of the best parts of our job. Yeah. I don't get to do that so much anymore. I miss it. Scott and, and the gang do more so than I, but it's uh, my, Scott being my senior SEO who's on the show occasionally. Yeah, it's it's just awesome digging in and, and figuring it out. Sometimes it's frustrating as hell because you can't figure it out. It's it's some weird just randomness, but uh, I imagine that's yep. very rarely the case for you.
1: No, it's complete randomness. I have still have oh. no idea why they were ranking number two
2: so <laughs> Okay, there you go. <laughs> I figured with all the data points you guys had, you'd be able to figure that out. But yeah, I guess. We have,
1: we have tons of data points and I'm like.
2: Almost too many? They, they,
1: well, they, Google pulled it out of their ass.
2: <laughs> I don't know, sorry. But, that's their, that's their, their early Christmas gift.
1: Yeah, apparently. I wasn't complaining, but.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, Oh, I did
1: find, I did discover, no, no pun intended, that a vast majority of that traffic came from Google Discover, not organic search or or news, hmm. which was really interesting.
2: Which is a fully different algorithm, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, completely different. And when I say most of it, I mean the difference between, you know, if we had, and I'm just, I'm throwing out, round numbers here instead of exact, of course. But to say we had 4 million visits from that one post, 3 million of them are from Discover, at least.
2: I wonder if that's a result of Google throwing a potential news result to people in Google Discover. And then, you know, and maybe they just do this randomly uh, because they know it has some context. Then watching it explode and going, okay, well, well, I'm going to show this more.
1: Well, for me... The way I looked at it is is that um, a lot of people in the U.S. are very, very interested in stimulus checks, and if we're going to get a second one, that kind of thing. So the actual interest in the topic was way higher than most topics, right, Mm -hmm. in the news. And the, the the piece that gets me is, is which is why I discovered it so well because people are fed stories that are related to things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people are interested, so they're going to get fed the the stories about the stimulus checks. However, I still and, it's, and I think it's mainly because of Discover being so opaque as far as how you deal with it from an SEO standpoint. Um, is why I'm having such a hard time figuring out how do I replicate this? How do I do something that will um, take advantage of what caused this for this post that I can also take advantage of it for other posts or yeah. other stories? <laughs> and that's where, that's where I hit my brick wall was the discover side.
2: Um, I know we've lost other stuff to share, but I have a question about that. Um, I haven't really done a lot of digging into this, but are, is there structured markup that helps you get better? Like, is there a particular structured markup for discover?
1: No, not that yeah. I'm aware of. Structure okay. markup is, is, and we've got something about structure markup in a couple of minutes. It's true, but uh, yeah. um, Discover is—it's weird. It's like a search engine that you never have to type a search query into.
2: Yeah, I use it every day. It's highlight. It's—it's yeah. it's literally I love it on my phone. Um, yeah, it does. And seem it, highly personalized.
1: Yeah, it is. It's super personalized, and so so. Uh, if if you're an Apple user, it's very similar to the Apple News app that's built into your iPhone, right? Would you would you say that? Because I've never used Discover personally on a day to day basis because of the fact that I'm an Apple person. And Discover's primarily Android. Mm-hmm. You can get it on Apple, but most people just use the one built into the OS in Apple. At least I do.
2: Hmm. Well, there you go. You should install Discover so you get a you I get should, that but, experience.
1: You know, I'm lazy. <laughs>
2: Oh, yes, yo, we're never lazy. Um, okay. <laughs> well, uh, per, that's a perfect segue then. Uh, what's the next article? player?
1: So the, the Google st- Structured Data Tool, because you were asking about structured data, um, well, that tool has been around for like 10 plus years. And what it does is you put, you put your URL in, and if you're using structured data, the, the tool will tell you if everything's you know, configured correctly, if you have any errors in your data. It basically tests it for you. It's been around forever uh, well it's about to go away so they recently, everybody knows about the rich rich results um, kind of language that Google has started using around you know next year it's going to be part of the algorithm rich results but well, they they've come up with a rich results testing tool that just came out of beta and they're going to replace the structured data testing tool with the rich results testing tool and it's out you know just hearing that, it sounds, okay, that that makes that kind of makes sense. However, the people that were using it in beta are not happy because the rich results testing tool doesn't validate your structured data and it doesn't yeah. test all the structured data types like the old testing tool did. Well, there's so, a good
2: market opening until Google decides to screw them and bring them back.
1: Yeah, if someone, if someone wants to build a tool today, I recommend a structured data testing tool <laughs> that Just validates... Expect- it has to validate and test all rich result types.
2: Yeah, just expect <laughs> short-term results. Not long-term, because <laughs> Google will probably just decide yeah. to re-enable that again and screw you over.
1: <laughs> or if you're really lucky and you make a really good one, they'll just buy it so they don't have to recreate the wheel. There you go. Yeah.
2: All right. a little added bonus to our show. Give you some business ideas. All right. <laughs> um, now, this next piece is about Google Images. Um, in search results, it's been noted that Google's a- adding more facts about images and the knowledge based on with the knowledge graph. Um, this is a Search Engine Land article. Um, Google has said that in quotes here, when you search for an image on mobile in the US, you might see information from the knowledge graph related to the result. That information would include people, places, or things related to the image from the knowledge graphs data, oh, lost the page here, database of billions of facts, helping you explore the topic more." Um, now, with that info, um, you should also know that uh, how they do this. And again, from this article, Google said, quote, to generate these links to relevant knowledge graph entities, we take what we understand about the image through deep learning, which evaluates an image's visual and text signals, and combine it with Google's understanding of the text on the images webpage. This information helps us determine the most likely people, places, or things relevant to a specific image. We match this with existing topics in the knowledge graph and then surface them in Google Images when we're confident we've found a match." Well written. I'm, su- I'm surprised it's
1: taken them this long to do that because they do the reverse all the time and they've been doing it forever. And the reverse is basically putting related images in the knowledge graph right? So they've already connected the knowledge graph to the images. They just have to now put the knowledge graphs information with the images in image search.
2: I think it's just that everything's so progressive and they run so many damn tests. They're just finally implementing it.
1: I guess, but they've been doing that the other way around for quite some time. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, and we've all been waiting for images to be better indexable and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, people, including yeah. images and text and, images and, and well. you know pe-
1: and people's bells went off as soon as you read the part about them um, understanding text on yes. the images but exactly. you didn't say the word understanding text even though that's what everybody heard when you said it what, what was the actual quote
2: no it is combine it with google's understanding of the text on the images web page
1: understanding of the text i wonder if that's different than reading the text
2: nah i think you don't sad. think so well, I mean, they're obviously not just reading it. I mean, they know words, but they're understanding it. That's the semantic relations mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, um, I, that would—that's what I'm taking from that, anyway. Um, yeah, and then so you—you you know, it's this is right back to what we've talked about about image op- optimization. Um, you know, trying to get images from a web page to show in search. You know, it is important to have that text around the image um, be relevant. Oh, sure, absolutely. So um it just it's a fortification of what we know but it's also a greater implementation of the benefits by seeing this in the knowledge graph so kind of cool all right next here this one was an interesting
1: one and we've talked about this a number of times remember a month or so ago there's probably been two possibly three instances where everybody was like screaming and yelling on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere that Google wasn't indexing new content. And it's happened a couple of times over the last month or so. is it like two or three? It's been at least two, but it might've been three as well. Um, but, but Google even said, you know, this is an indexing issue. We're working on it. We're fixing it. But, um, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but there's a new Google podcast out that um, Gary Eish is on. And he mentioned On the first or second, the second episode of that podcast, I believe, was, it wasn't actually an indexing issue. It was a crawling issue that caused content not to be indexed. Hmm. Basically what was happening was that the crawling was happening so fast that it was overwhelming the indexing side of uh, Google, the software that's called Google. (laughs) Interesting. And he said indexing was overwhelmed basically by the crawlers. Um, and this this was actually to me was more interesting than that because because that's something that happened and it's interesting that that's why it happened. But this then he said he added up um, it has set up monitors on Twitter to look for complaints about indexing within Google. This this alerted this was this alerted to Google early on because they have tools to look at Twitter for indexing issue reporting. Um, and they can find them easier. Uh, than other dashboards. And I thought that was really interesting that they built tools specifically to monitor Google for indexing issues. Or excuse me, monitor Twitter for indexing issues on Google.
2: Hmm. So. And that's from, uh, uh, just so you know, that's from Barry Schwartz at Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, yeah. Some, uh, a good good article here.
3: Um, hmm. I thought that was interesting.
2: Twitter is still, you know, is leveraged in that way. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, well, let's uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk a little more about structured data.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
1: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
3: Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco.fm. ASCO at WMR.FM.
0: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training, a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Okay class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on
3: webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. So, Google has clarified structured data for multiple items on a page. I didn't read this one, tell me about it. Um,
1: <clears throat> so, So basically, um, there's been, I'm not going to say big issues, but there's been just st- structural problems. If you have multiple products listed on the same page or or multiple um, types of structured data for a product, let's say you have reviews and you have, um, you know, uh, image structured data, review structured data, product structured data, all on the same page, they've they've updated how that works, basically. And... <clears throat> The idea is that there's two, do- I'm opening up the thing right now so I can uh, actually read it again. Uh, there's there's two basic ways that you can look at these these uh, multiple items on a page. One is if they're, they're nested within each other or if they're separate. And you deal with them separately and, and um, Google has updated their guidelines. F- you know, around how to how to use structured data to incorporate this. So, if you're big into structured data, if you're just starting structured data, uh, make sure you understand the difference between nested data and separate data on a single page. Um, so, I think if you if you go to um,
2: so this understand. is for grouping related items like a recipe with a video and reviews. If
1: yes. That's so and there's a there's a whole there's a good page if you search for uh, um there's Google search there's a section called guides if you if you haven't used it before it's under develop developers dot com there's um, under Google search there's a section for guides and one of the guides is basically um, has multiple has multiple items on a on a page hmm. and it'll tell what you what I like about this is that I, the difference partly is
2: that I'm sorry, I need to cut you off. Just,
1: no, go to, go to it, go for um, it.
2: I, I, I like this because, it, well, it, it actually figures in a bit to what we've talked about, about Google imaging ad, Images adding more facts using Knowledge Graph. Mm-hmm. The more they connect things, the better. So if you have a nested item, it's a, yet another signal that they're connected to that content. And that adds further um, intelligence for Google to base their choices on. Um, and I yeah. think that would help a lot. And Immediately, it came to me just how effective that would be for ultimate articles where you've got one that comes to mind is one like to say about how video um, the ultimate article on how to create your own professionally edited video. And it'll talk about all the different products you need and all different things. Well, wherever things could be related, perhaps you're even making money from it through Amazon sales or whatever. You can connect these specific things from like the lens to Uh, the camera body to, um, you know, specific stats, all that nested nicely um, using structured data. And again, that just makes that article so much more relevant and, uh, well, at least from um, Google's algorithmic perspective, a lot more sensible. Let's put it that way. They can make more sense of it.
1: So so just to, to be, just to make it a little bit clearer, because I know this is kind of confusing for a lot of people on the, the 101 side, um, Google defines nesting as when there's one main item and the additional items are grouped under the main item. This is particularly helpful when we're grouping related items, kind of like you were just talking about. Um, the example they have in their documentation here is uh, here's an example of nested structured data where recipe is the main item and video is nested within recipe so that's nested structured data mm-hmm. then you have individual items on the same page when each item is separate as a separate block on the same page so For the same example before, for um, individual items, you'd have a page, you'd have the recipe with its structured data, and then a completely separate outside of recipe, you now have a video with its own structured data. The video structured data is not within the recipe structured data, if that makes sense. I hope that helps explain it a little bit.
2: Yeah, and if you wanna read more about it, it's on Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, The title is Google Clarifies Structured Data for Multiple Items on a Page. And it was written July 9th by Barry Schwartz. So check it out. It's, you know, it connects you some interesting information and it's a good, uh, well, it's a good preview to what you need to, to know. And does link to the major update where you can read more about it. So yeah, very interesting stuff and, and definitely high-level SEO. If you really want to take things to the next level, it's a good way to go. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay, so we're on to Mueller Files. Woo-hoo. This is cool. I never, ever, ever would have, Predicted that they'd put a podcast together, especially with this title. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
1: John Mueller Gary Eish, and Martin I can never pronounce Martin last
2: name Um, Splits or something or yeah,
1: he's the guy that's been doing the YouTube videos about it for SEOs um, From Google.
2: Yeah, Um, Martin split
1: Split. So they have started a podcast Which is called search off the record (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I know Brasco's gonna get mad at us for promoting another podcast, but I think this is a good one. Yeah, and, this is
2: unavoidable. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh they only have two episodes so far, but already we we've already we've already started reporting off the first episode, some of the stuff that John or not John, Gary was saying earlier um about the fact that that the indexing issue was really a crawling issue. So there's definitely good information already coming out of that podcast um I would highly recommend looking for it I would search for search off the record podcast you'd probably find it pretty easily if, if Google's any good at what they do
2: well, i I'm, I'm pretty yeah <laughs> I have a feeling they'll have a few listeners but yeah <laughs> i also think we'll we'll be covering um Interesting elements from each podcast on our show. So if you don't get a chance to listen to it, we'll certainly be covering some high points on a regular basis because this Absolutely. is unavoidable for us to listen to too.
1: And Ross has already recommended we get a hold of John, see if they'll interview us.
2: Yes, of course. <laughs> well, I don't, we won't even need to call him. He'll just say, hey, you know, we're the best SEOs to have in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, oh, we're used to being on podcasts. We can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be nervous at all. Oh, God. <laughs> as long as we can ask the questions, yeah.
1: exactly. That's what I'm going to
2: do. <laughs> Maybe
1: we can get all three of them on this show to promote their podcast. There you go, that'd be a good idea.
2: God, can you imagine that? Would be like winning a lottery. They're also, I things. don't know,
1: I'll reach out to John. See if you, I mean, it's not going to happen if we don't ask.
2: Yeah, you're right. That's one thing I've learned in business you never know unless you ask. It has been yep. like the biggest winning phrase of my entire career. I've been the most amazing things happen from just asking. Oh yeah. Incredible. All right. Uh, well, you know, as is typical of Mueller Faz, we're often just debunking things. Right? Or It's obviously just a debunk of myths or yeah. things that, you know, he, he's just, he often gets questions. And he has to say, you know, repeat himself. and And it's good reminders. So in this yeah. case, uh, I, well, I definitely was giggle worthy. Well, yeah, these are true, <laughs> but this one was definitely giggle worthy. It's uh, to say all link building is bad would be wrong. This is a search engine table, a search Thanks. engine roundtable article. And um, John said it on Twitter. Yes, he said it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it was in response to someone saying that um, he's worried that people are seeing link building as purely black hat. Well, John says, and to quote, there are lots of ways to work on getting links that are fine and useful for both the site and the rest of the web. To say all link building is bad would be wrong." Unquote. Now, I'll immediately go to the follow-up, which is I love. Um, the guy who originally posted this, big thanks to this comment, John. Obviously there is and always been a lot of bad stuff going on, but for the people working hard day in day out doing quality link building, I think it's good for us to know what we can hold up. No, we can hold up our head and be proud of what we do. Um, And John's response was, I'll write some more when I have some time with a smiley face. So in other words, let's not hold our breath for more detail on what is good and what is bad, (laughs) which is always very difficult to get from Google, at least anything that won't change from day to day.
1: Yeah, and and to to quote John, his last part of that, the first tweet is, to say all link building is bad would be wrong, right? but he doesn't say what percentage of link building is bad. It, you know, you could have 2% of link building is good and that, that statement still be correct. <laughs> 98% of ba- link building could be wrong or bad and he'd still be, uh, okay, yeah, to say that all link building bad is wrong because 2% of it's good.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? It's If there's one thing everyone's gotten the flavor or the taste of over the years, it is that link building has its own phrase even is considered black hat to google i mean because it's yeah. an attempt to build links to them that is black hat it's always been the case and maybe not in pure terms but i swear i've we've it's it's been a rather clear message <laughs> for the years. yeah what
1: is it <laughs> what is what is the phrase people use now when they're trying to avoid that it's uh authority building <laughs> no, there's a new word other than building. that's what I use. <laughs> yeah, authority building. I, I use that too. But
2: it's not just link building; it's a lot of things. Yes. Yeah, but
1: there's a when it comes to link specifically, link attraction. That's what I was thinking of.
2: Oh yes, yes. Oh, and that's authority building. That's what I, you know, that yeah. was that is a very good term for it. It is a link attraction. That is not black hat. No, no question at, at all. all. No, that yeah. is right in line with their guidelines.
1: Now the question is in John's statement. When he said to say all oh, link building is bad, what would be wrong? Do you think he's including link attraction and considering that link building?
2: Yeah, who knows? he can't read his mind, but I, I yeah. doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, although you never know. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we don't know. That is highly speculative. <laughs> um, I'm not going to further it. it the it's novel. the it,
1: it's the standard SEO response. It depends.
2: And I love this. Uh, this is a quote from from Barry put this at the end. He says, in 2015, John basically said that all link building should be avoided. And 2018, he said, making quality links is against Google's guidelines. <laughs> so I would love for John to pipe up on this. We love you, John. Uh, this is yes. after all the Mueller files. Tell us more.
1: Maybe he got yelled at in Google and he said, don't tell him it's all wrong. <laughs>
2: Uh, yes, I would love to see this, and you know, probably would jump into the link attraction area. Yeah. Um, I love this. You know, the comments are great. Uh, one of the guys <laughs> says, "Link building is bad." Well, not all link building is bad. You worry too much about links. <laughs> blah 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 blah. It's like yeah. yeah anyway, your site doesn't have enough links. <laughs> uh, so frustrating. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we won't go any farther than that. Uh, there's one more piece here. That he wrote about what was that? Oh, it's the same basic
1: idea. It's something that we've known for years, and it's just kind of a, a reminder um, to the people that have been in the industry for the while and, you know, something that the new people in the industry should know, that JavaScript redirects are not a good idea.
2: And that's because they're browser-side.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. because yeah. The, the, the spiders are not going to really – they're getting better at doing JavaScript to the spiders, but don't rely on that at all.
2: No. So, and, and just for listeners who don't understand, this is um, when you redirect someone to a different page, um, you're saying, okay, um, well, in this circumstance, the example was that a person was going to a page, uh, but they were from a different country, so they're being redirected to a, con- a page that was more um, um, relevant to their country. Um, but the 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 redirect in this case was JavaScript. so what that means is it would only redirect them once the page loaded. It wasn't something that was actually hosted. That redirect wasn't actually on the um, the web on the sure. server. Yeah, yeah sorry. this could be harder to explain quickly here, but anyway, um, it if it's on the server, Google can find it easily. If it's on the page and only activates when the page is loaded in your browser, that's a little tougher for Google to find and so he doesn't advise using it that's
1: a nutshell and there's three basic there's maybe more than three but three that i can think of off the top of my head redirect types that fall into that category there's javascript redirects are loaded once the page loads there's um, meta meta tag header based redirects that are also loaded after the page loads or, or loaded as the page loads are not server side, they're browser side. And one that, that I, I've only run across it once in my entire career. And I never took the time to try to figure out how to replicate it myself just so I knew, but I had a site one time that redirected using a form. It
2: was a form
1: field. Redirect. Oh my
2: God. That's been a long time.
1: That's yeah. And that. it's like, oh, so don't do those either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be very good. Um, May cause some problems, uh,
1: okay. but just just or just 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 to remember what's so what's the right way to do a redirect Ross?
2: well uh, the redirect server side and now and this doesn't work from every single hosting solution I've discovered lately, but the classic is um, using redirects within the HT access file um, mm-hmm. and uh, three o and redirects are the best way to go um, in in this situation. I'm not certain that would be perfect though uh, yeah just- well, because in this case, you couldn't use htaccess because you're doing it from a uh, country-based perspective. It has to be on the fly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and a- HT- HT Access is primarily for servers that are um, Apache, LAMP-based, right? L- Linux, Apache, yeah. uh, MySQL, and PHP. That's what LAMP, That's the LAMP environment um, is primarily where you use htaccess. If you're on a Windows uh, machine, you're going to use something called ISAPI, Ugh. which which is horrible. Damn. ISAPI stands is the Internet Information Server um, application, application Protocols. Protocol. Yeah, yeah, protocol, which is basically the the Microsoft version of an HT access file.
2: Yeah, because they always have, to have their own version.
1: Yeah, they can't uh, use the same thing everybody else uses. And of course, Microsoft. it's
2: difficult to work with sometimes. I mean, it's yeah. not for people who are in the field like, who know Microsoft really well. It's whatever is it's, but it's not it's fun Microsoft, for us.
1: <laughs> it's a Microsoft product. It's going to suck.
2: <laughs> yes, there are moments where they definitely do. Um, okay, so let's uh, jump to uh, the, the question, the last bit of the show here. And now uh, I'm <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher this name. I'm, I think I'm decent with names, but this one's a truck tricky one. Uh, Vinayak uh, Junjunwala. anyway, I hope that's not too bad. Anyway, Vinayak, thanks for the post either way. I hope this doesn't offend you. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) he says, one of the problems that I'm facing currently is not being able to get the site links to show up on Google search engine result pages. I get weird site links when I search for my company name, which is automatically generated by Google. The ones that are being generated by Google Google don't even show the meta description. For some pages, it shows the page title. For others, it picks up the H1 tag. It's just a big mess. Our most valuable pages aren't even showing up. Any suggestions to fix this? How can I get site links which I want? Any way to fix the existing ones that are showing up?
1: Good questions. That is a real good question.
2: Now, I know um, some of our awesome uh, Facebook forum users, uh, Facebook group um, members, I should say, responded to you and gave you some links, uh, some good stuff, honestly, um, that would at least give you some sort of direction there. the articles really talk about how, well, the fact is it used to be that you could control these in a a sense. You could at least tell Google don't use these within Google search console. However, that's no longer the case. Um, You don't have control over them directly. Um, The only way you can influence which ones show up is by having, and this is all somewhat, Speculative too. None of this is is 100 going to work, but um, I know you've read this already, Sivanak. So this none of this is new to you. But for listeners, it, you're you're going to be looking at ensuring the pay, the site is very concise, uh, especially the navigation. Um, you know, don't include thin content. Uh, you know, if there's a a particular page in your site that has a lot of links to it, it seems. You know, if you were Google and you were looking at it and seeing so many links to it and so many things pointing to it that you think, wow, this must be important. They probably are gonna show that as a site link. If it's a page you don't want that to happen to, well, that should not really have that many links. Um, it's very difficult to put it in simple words to easily fix this. Um, you have to have a very well-built site and you have to hone the messaging on each site and sure there's great meta descriptions, um, the titles are clear. That navigation is clear. Perhaps some structured markup in there to make it even clearer. Um, then you may have some better luck with that. Um, that's the only thing I can say at this point without being the person who's actually doing the work and can dig in deeper. Your thoughts, John?
1: Yeah, I, I think if you're really, you know, since since we lost the ability to go into Search Console and kind of manipulate this even just a little bit. Um,
2: Which is stupid. The, the, Why did they remove that? <laughs> it make any
1: I'm sense. not sure. Oh. You know, and and I think the idea of um, your navigation piece—that's—I think that's if you're trying to influence that at all, that's where you need to begin. Is your on-site navigation? Even the example that you gave in our on our Facebook page about the browser stack—you know, the first two, the first two that are listed in that screenshot that was added on there. Were sign in and start a free trial. Well, both those are prominent links in their navigation on the homepage that don't mm-hmm. go to subsections of the site that go straight to the page. Uh, um, that you know, and pricing is another one that goes straight to the page from the primary navigation that's in your site links. Right. So, go to your site, take a look at which ones Google is is actually using, see where they're at in your navigation. Find the ones that you want to be in there, find out where they're in the navigation and, and make the ones that you want to have be site links more prominent in your navigation. That would be the first thing I would recommend.
2: There you go. I hope that helps you Benac. Uh Thanks again for posting and, and please anyone else, uh, post your questions on there. We love having them on the show and, and uh, nothing stupid. We just wanna help you out and, and just make things as clear as possible. All right. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Webmaster Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody.
3: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
0: You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck.